Hey, entrepreneurs, it's your podcast mogul, Phil Better here. I am excited for this episode, as as I know you are. Before we jump into this episode, I'm going to ask you, if you are also a podcaster and you're looking to grow your podcast or monetize your podcast, make sure you stay till the end of the episode. I have a special deal for you or a special offer, if you will. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Ladies Podcast. and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most Phil Better, and I'm excited to have our guest today, another amazing Canadian in the information technology area with over 18 years of experience for the last 15 years though in the professional service and consulting our guest helps companies access government funding programs and helps companies in a very oh sorry uh <laughs> helps companies access government funding programs and helps companies in a varied of interest uh, industries to file maximize and sustainable tax credit claims his clients represent a number of industries including telecommunications software it electronics financial services institutions aerospace defense health it and biotechnology he assists his clients in a number of areas including determining the of eligible expenditures preparation of technical reports, review of documents, incorporating best practices to maximize claim size, and handling potential CRA matters, including audit defense, which no one wants to deal with audits. Our guest is heavily involved in business development initiatives, working with international companies to enter the Canadian market, develop strategic partnerships with technology associates, and working closely with startup companies to help them get to the next level. He also works to mentor, connect, and introduce companies to the accounting business functions at his current company, Grant Thornton. Please welcome Nareem. Nareem, thank you so much for being here. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, so, Nareem, I'm going to just ask you to quickly introduce yourself. I gave this beautiful bio of you that's very vast, but who are you and what do you do? Yeah, actually, it's 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 Naren, but uh, yeah. I apologize. I didn't even want to attempt at your last name because I was I listened to it on LinkedIn and I was like, it's about I'm not gonna hurt you with that. So Naren, sorry about that. No, no, no. I didn't mention that off the top, but uh, no. Again, thanks for having me, Phil. Um, I would say, yeah, I can sort of take you back to the to sort of my story. Um, you know, you, you gave me sort of the introduction in terms of you know where I am now, but I kind of started at a different spot. So uh, in university, I did uh, I studied computer science. Um, so you know, back in the day, there was a you know, remember the tech, the tech boom, the dot com days. You know, it was kind of the, the the trend for you know a lot of people at, at the time to to look at technology, and it largely has played out. Like you know, if you look at where we are with technology, look at you know right now it's AI, chat GPT, and things like that. It was much different back then, but still it was trending in that direction. So you know, I always had an interest in technology even growing up. You know, playing playing around with my you know uh, the the PCs and then the different things that we used to have as kids. But uh, yeah, I got into that field. And so, you know, I did, you know, a lot of the typical software, hardware, things like that. I came out of school um, and, uh, and, I, and I started working in software. So in, in industry, you know, um, you know, do, doing a lot of the coding and 
uh, doing a lot of the editor things like testing, a lot of different, different things, a lot of accounting software, worked at IBM actually, um, when I was uh, uh, coming as part of a co-op program in school and then coming out of school as well. So had that experience. And then it sort of, sort of, sort of shifted for me, you know, as I was like, kind of looking at my career path and I said, you know, I, kind of, I like it, but I don't see myself doing this for the rest of my career. So uh, I was kind of looking at different things, different options. And this, this is where kind of I entered, I, I, I have done business uh, as kind of a minor in, in through high school and university as well. And so I did have an interest in business. I did have an interest in, you know, like maybe working more closely with, with people and, and companies and things like that. So that's where I was kind of brought into this opportunity. It was an accounting firm. It was kind of blending my, uh, you know, my, my love of technology and, 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 but also the aspect of, and being able to work with, um, you know, entrepreneurs and working with companies and working with people doing really innovative things. And so that's where this journey started kind of 15 years ago, um, got involved and sort of having a look back. So the idea there is just, um, as you mentioned at the top, it's really looking to help companies take advantage of funding. So we do a lot of different things, but it's, it's really the funding space. You know, how do you, how do you, the hardest, the number one question I always get from entrepreneurs is, you know, it's money, right? So how do we, how do we scale? How do we, how do we get to the next level? What do we do to, to increase our runway? And so I'm really, I'm really proud. I'm really happy that I'm able to be a part of that. I think I've, you know, really been able to help a lot of companies and be really big part of the Canadian uh, innovation ecosystem. And so, so my role has expanded. Obviously, when I first started, it was kind of more just focusing on one program and, and helping very specific clients. But you know, over the years, I've been able to work with a lot of different companies, a lot of different associations, a lot of different groups, and and it continues to grow, I would say. So um, that's kind of where I started, where I am now. And and it's it's really what I've, uh, it's my passion really is technology, helping people. Um, and it kind of brings all the little things together. So uh, I'm kind of fortunate to where I am now. You, know, you were able to find a corporate job in essence that just blends your passion of helping people and just figuring problems out. Yeah, that's a great, great way of looking at it. It's like when I came into an accounting firm, it was interesting when I first started in this, it was kind of consulting role and I didn't really even know what it entailed. I mean, they, they were looking for somebody with a tech background and it's an accounting services group. And you're like, okay, so yeah, I'm not doing accounting and I'm not doing sort of software coding. So what is this? Right. And, but yeah, that's exactly it. It's the opportunity to work with clients dynamic, you know, every day it's something new. It's, it's, that's the, that's the beauty of this job is really just being able to work with different companies, different industries, and getting to see kind of be at the forefront of technology. You're not the, you're not the doer of the technology, but you're helping to help facilitate and helping companies advance. So the idea is like, Hey, you're doing some really cool things. How can we get you to the next stage? How can we get you support you with some funding to do that? So you're kind of at the forefront of technology. You're letting the entrepreneurs and the, the startup founders do their thing. And that's what they're good at. And then you're sort of complimenting that, right? So, you know, they don't have some time to, to maybe look at these types of, you know, uh, these kind of business considerations, the funding considerations, that's where we can come in. It's almost like a partner, like, like I'm going to come in and help. So it's, yeah, that's a, that's a great way of putting it. It's like uh, what I wanted to do from a, from a, from a, uh, from a passion perspective, but doing it in the kind of confines of a, of a corporate, uh, corporate environment, which gives me a lot of, you know, a lot of support and backing. Yeah, it's uh, what all entrepreneurs pretty want, much want to do. Get paid to do their passion with the protection of having a big corporation. Uh, you you hack the system as it is. So I'm a little jealous, <laughs> to tell you the truth. Um, when you decided to, what was the first real role that you had when you were at grad? Because that's pretty much where you've been for the last like 15 years. Was it working in like a specific niche or was it working on a specific like, okay, I'm only going to help people with getting this kind of government funding? 
Yeah, so Grant Thornton, I've been here about eight years. Prior to that, I was in another firm out of the core part. But yeah, same, same kind of role, I would say, Phil. So the idea was, um, I guess the interest for me was just the, it comes back to kind of the technology. So just, yeah, you know, it's the, the, the space that we play in. It's a lot of entrepreneurs. It's a lot of startups. It's a lot of early stage companies. And that does present some challenges, obviously, like being an entrepreneur uh, and working with entrepreneurs. There's a lot of, sometimes there's a lot of hand-holding and there's a lot of, you know, uh, challenges that come along with that. But I kind of, I, I kind of like that. I've seen a lot of success stories come out of it there's a lot of you know initial you're investing time you're investing but you see that growth right you see companies doing some really really well and so for me yeah i think that's what it was it was just kind of working with the specific client base um tech focused uh, our practice is not exclusively tech but that's kind of the area that i focus on but i was kind of attracted to grant thornton in terms of its culture and again in terms of that sort of client base like they do work on some some larger clients and some public companies and stuff like that but that's not really the focus the focus is the private company the startup yeah the the, the mid-sized company the companies that are kind of in that hockey stick kind of scale up mode those are the companies that really are exciting me and that kind of what attracted me to 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 the role that i'm in now um when you first meet up with a client, what what is the initial stage? Like, let's say, are you actively, um, uh, oh, it's not poaching, it's, um, what's that word? Are you prospecting or are they already, they already aware of who you are, your company is, and they come to you? Yeah. It's kind of both. I would say, you know, some of our clients come from, for example, so Grant is a large firm, so we have some other services that we are already offering certain clients, but they may not be benefiting from, from our, from our group. So particularly around the funding. So a lot of that is like just through existing relationships. So they'll get it. We, I get introduced and I'll, I'll be able to work with them and help them. Uh, that's maybe half. The other half is really the, the prospecting side, which is a big part of what I do. So that's, you know, that's, you know, associations with, with, with different tech associations, with networking events, with looking at other groups, like, you know, uh, complementary groups, like, you know, like the BDC or, or the banks or lawyers or other relationships that I have. Or, or just being uh, referred to by other uh, clients that we work with. So when we do great work for our clients, oftentimes we'll get uh, introduced because yeah, as you probably know, the ecosystem is pretty well connected. So everybody seems to know everyone and say, hey, like, you know, we talked to, talk to Aaron about, you know, funding, you know, we, we work with him. So we do get a lot of that. So, um, so yeah, in some cases, uh, they, they already know coming in, you know, what this is and what we do. In some cases, it's myself just kind of going outwardly and saying, hey, like, you know, promoting myself and saying, or promoting our practice and saying, yeah, this is what we do. This is what we can offer. This is how we can help you. Uh, so I'd say it's kind of a mix, Phil, in terms of um, the, the process. But uh, that's another part I didn't even talk about it earlier, but that's another part that really excites me. It's just that, that ability to, to network and and build out my network and being able to help others. I, I really like that part of it. So it's a bit of a challenge sometimes to, to do it, but I have something that over the years that really come to come to life is when you were first doing that that networking part the prospecting part because i uh, i know for a lot of people in the consulting space or freelance space that that's the the big crux because that's like you have to put yourself out there that risk of being like hey like for me as a get like getting people on my podcast it's super easy everybody wants to talk on a podcast yeah, my yeah. prospecting is like yeah. hey come on my podcast you know yeah. um what is it what was it like for you the first time you went out props prospecting for uh potential clients for your company yeah, that's a great question it's coming from the world i was in i was very you know focused on like let's say software development right and you're not really doing any networking you're you're focused on a very small task and maybe you, you would talk to your team and, and stuff like that and other people that you work with but really that was brand new so yeah definitely in the beginning it was all it was all it was all new to me so it was a bit of a learning exercise like when you're going to an event what are you supposed to say? What are you supposed to do? Like, how are you supposed to present yourself? But what, what I found really worked for me was 
kind of don't go in with an expectation that you need to you need to to land a client or you need to issue sell something. Like it's more it's it when it's better when it's more natural. So the idea is you're coming in, just strike up a conversation with someone, you know, find out what and what I found was people love to to talk, right? People love to talk about themselves, ask questions. People love to share about what they're doing, what they're passionate about, what they're interested in. And then from that, you know, if it turns into something, great. If it doesn't, you've still sort of, I, I feel like you've still built a skill. Like you, you've learned something. You, 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 you put yourself out there and, and you, and you kind of build on that, right? So that, that's, that's what I found worked. So in the beginning, it was definitely daunting because you, it's all new, right? You had, you go to an event, you, you do something. It's like, how am I supposed to, how am I supposed to do this? What am I supposed to do here? What's the expectation? But I find that when you, when you think of it as more of a, hey, this is like a learning thing for me, like this, like, hey, let me put myself out there and, Man, whatever the result is, it doesn't matter, right? It's more like just let me do the right things, and that eventually will translate, and then it becomes easier. Because once you do it once, once you do it twice, you, you go to you go to these things, you you it just becomes more natural, and and then likewise too, people come to you, and 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 then what you also realize is a lot of these people uh, at events are in a similar position as you, right? Like they're they're kind of new to it, and and so you you know you find that. Uh, you know, some people are better at it, like, but you'll find a like commonality I find where you, when you, when you do a lot of these things. So I think it's, uh, I think it's gradual. It's, it's gotten better and it's gotten easier now. It's like, it's, uh, it's something I really do like, but, uh, I know in the beginning there was, there was a bit of a, a kind of a learning, learning curve with it. No, I, I can tell you enjoy just the way you're so relaxed talking with us on the, the podcast. I, I'm pretty sure you'll, you'll put anybody at ease when they meet you at a networking event and want to work with you. No, appreciate that. Yeah. Um, when you're working with your your clients, is there a common issue that you find a lot of them have that just thre- it's a kind of threaded through all of them? Yeah, I would say, especially if it's a certain type of client, like in the early stage, I think it goes back to comment I made. Like, I think clients are um, very good at what they are doing, so the problem that they're trying to solve. So like it's a specific you know technology or a specific solution that they're trying to provide to a specific industry. They're really good at that. Like that's what they went to school for. That's the idea that they have, and they and that's what they should focus on. I think where the challenges we see are really around some of the the other stuff, right? So the, how do you run the business? How do you do things like your taxes? How do you, your payroll? How do you, you know, get funded? How do you, you know, you get your legal things in order? And so the accounting side, I think that's where a lot of it is because it's, again, you're really good at this. And I think that's the way it should be. You should really be focused on this. You're not expected to be, uh, you know, an expert in all these other areas. So I think the biggest challenge is kind of like, you know, making sure that they're well set up in these other areas and you can kind of take some of those things off their plate. So I think, I find that, um, the clients that have done really well, and 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 from my experience, are the ones where they they really partner them partner up with good support system right from the beginning. So you have someone you can go to for you know as a mentor, someone you can talk to about these different functions, or you're you're part of an accelerator group where you know a lot of these things uh, you know um, uh, these types of supports are available. So it's kind of like you're not you don't want to go in like sort of on your own and try to do all of these things because this is not going to work, and then you're kind of taking away from you know what you're trying to do you're the real problem that you're trying to solve so i i think that's where it is and then like to be honest in our group uh or for what we do i think the funding especially the government funding space is a bit of a challenge just to navigate like you know just uh, the tax credits and grants you know there's a lot of stuff out there there's challenges around like what's available to me how do i access it so uh, we definitely do see that and then again that's where we come in to try and help um make that process easier make that process smoother so um i think that's those would be some of the challenges that I, I kind of see. Um, it's, it's it's like if I look at kind of common challenges, obviously, every, you know, certain companies might have a very specific challenge based on what they're doing, but those are some of the, some of the common challenges that I see. 
Now, you, you brought up the government funding, which I'm always interested in because the government's there to help us. And you hear about the government's giving giant tax breaks to these multinationals. And then you think about, well, I'm a small little, little guy here in the, the ecosystem. What kind of programs are there available to startups? Like, is it are there specific startups that can get funding or is it open to all types of startups? Yeah, that's a great question. So there's kind of two types of programs in Canada. So there's the tax credits and then the, big, the biggest one, excuse me, the biggest program there is called the SRNED program. So it's scientific research and experimental development. So this is available to any company in any industry. The, the only thing is you, that you have to be doing is incurring some costs. So the idea is, hey, like you're paying Either you're, you're you're paying some employees, you're paying for some 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 third party contractors that are doing R and D work. So as long as the work is eligible in terms of it's kind of innovative work, that's R and D. And obviously, a lot of companies in Canada are doing R and D. That's that's kind of the foundation for for you know for advancing technology in Canada. Um, and you have those costs. You can definitely take advantage of those programs. And actually, to be honest, um, Phil, the, those programs are I would say more geared to small medium sized companies. Um, the larger companies, yes, they get tax breaks. Um, but it's typically at a lower rate versus the smaller, medium-sized companies that are getting refundable credits. And a refundable credit means you're getting actually cash back as opposed to a tax break. So it's, it's good for in both ways, right? The tax break is great. It's good. It means you're being profitable and you can reduce your tax. But if you're not, you can still benefit and get cash back through that system. On the other side, for startups specifically, I would say there's grants. And grants are what we call like direct funding. So say, say let's say, um, for example, you're going to hire someone. You're going to, you know, a new graduate out of a, of a STEM program or you're looking to hire a student or something like that. There are some, we find that startups are able to access some of those subsidies to kind of reduce the the, uh, the hiring costs. Um, and then similarly, some of the ones that we see on the startup side are like there's innovation programs like IRAP. And there's programs like Can Export, which, which is if you're looking at doing like an export of your product into other markets beyond Canada, um, we do see some benefits from for startups getting those type of programs. So, so there there is some support. Um, at what we find on the grant side, though, is as you scale and as you start to generate revenue, there's more programs that do open up for sure. But certainly, there are programs even at the early stage that um, that uh, government programs that companies can take advantage. I do want to touch on because working with the government is is it's not the easiest stuff. If anybody has tried to do anything with them because of the bureaucracy and I don't know, that's just because of the times. Um, but I would love to have a tip for someone, a small startup that may not be able to connect with you uh, because they can't afford it for the services or they don't think they 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 necessarily need it. Yeah. What advice would you have for them or a tip you would have for them? starting working with the government to look for these grants or these tax credits or cashback tax credits? Yeah, I mean, I would say that you're, you're right in some sense, like it may be too early to, to talk to a group like us. I, what I would say is um, I'm always happy to have a conversation, just, just to put that out there, even if it's a 15-minute conversation just to help guide companies. I, I know how it can be just working with entrepreneurs, just having that you know touch point is always great. There are resources though. So the one that maybe, you know, in some capacity you can share with the audience is that there's a there's a, a link on the, on the government data website called the Business Benefits Finder. So it's a great resource. I and mean, we actually use it internally because these programs get updated all the time. It's like a um it's like a link. You go in, you put in some information. So, you know, hey, like we're a startup, we're we're based, where you're based, what industry, uh, how many employees you have, whether or not you do, if you have any revenue, and then you sort of select um uh you know the types of funding you're looking for so if it's grants it's tax credits it'll also link up other sources of funding you know with other you know annual vc groups groups like the vc and so it, what it does is in, in like a couple minutes it just spits out like a listing of potential programs now you may not qualify for them all now but the idea is 
you know, you can sort of set yourself up for it in the future to try and access these programs. So I find it's a really good starting point resource to, if you, especially if you're brand new to the, the government funding space in Canada, um, you can, you can kind of use that as a resource. And then the nice thing is it'll actually link to each of the individual programs. So if you click on one, it'll take you to the, the website or it'll give you a bit of a snippet around what that program is, what the requirements are. So it's a really good snapshot. It's a good place to start, I would say, um, for startups. So just to get the idea of like, oh, this is the ecosystem that I can yeah. play in and line up to hit the certain ones that are further along for exactly. that. But yeah, just give a picture of, of what funding in Canada looks like. So yeah um have you seen a change in uh the types of programs that are available to canadian startups uh in the time that you've been uh, working definitely yeah i think the the shred program the rd program has been around for a long time and it's pretty well stayed the same they've, they've made you know um tink, tinker you know tinkered with it over the years around you know certain eligibility or certain requirements or how the program is reviewed so those things have changed but in some in in, in pretty much it's been the same program the genesis of the program has stayed the same where i would see where i say there's been a lot of changes really on the grant side so what we've seen more recently is like a real push for like these super clusters like there's ocean super cluster there's ai i think there's there's a lot of funding for ai type projects and which makes sense kind of what we're seeing in the landscape right now um i've actually seen i've actually seen it get better if i if i had to be uh, if I had to kind of recap it, like I would say that we, we've seen more programs come through the pipe. Um, is it perfect? No. I think to your point about like more government programs, not always easiest to access. There's some stringent requirements sometimes. There's program reviews sometimes. So some of them come and go. Some programs, like the ones that I mentioned earlier, have been around in some capacity for a long time. So uh, I think it's definitely gotten better. And I would say what I, what's definitely gotten better since I've been in school too, like almost every college and university now you're going to see some sort of an entrepreneurship program you're going to see some sort of an accelerator program that was new when i was in school we didn't really have that support for entrepreneurs so that kind of goes alongside what we see in the funding space like i think canada is really trying to push that they want to see um uh they want to see entrepreneurs do well so they want to see more support systems so there's a lot of support um is there room for improvement absolutely so like i think one of the big things that we're still trying to do in canada is we're good at the r d the innovation you know, ideation phase when you're when you're um, trying to get funded to keep going. It's it's excuse me, it's the commercialization side where I think you know companies you you still see companies leave Canada to take their ideas to the U.S. or something like that. We're trying to keep that sort of know-how in-house. Like there has, there's still some room there. I would say just on the commercialization side, there's been talk of you know patent box regimes, which we see in other countries. Like Canada doesn't really have something like that. How do we protect that you know IP? How do we keep that in Canada? I think that's where there's still room for improvement, but it, it's definitely gotten better. I think the, the whole innovation ecosystem has definitely gotten better over the years. What I've seen since I've been since I've been in it. As a fellow Canadian, I'm very happy to hear that <laughs> that things are getting better and better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's improving for us. Um, I would love to hear about maybe a, a memory or a story of one of the people that you've worked with, one of the entrepreneurs or businesses that you worked with. They came in, they were kind of maybe a little lost, and then they were able, through the help of working with you now, to hit that goal that they were they were struggling to hit beforehand. Yeah, there's, there's quite a few. If I kind of recall one, um, this was a number of years ago. This is a company that's that's done quite well. They're in the um, e-commerce space. So they're actually, they were doing, they were one of the first people to do like the, you know, the mobile apps for uh, for flyers, for coupons. Which just you know like you know that was a that was a, a, a an industry that was very uh, ma manual paper based mm -hmm. coupons like that so came up with a mobile app 
use the link, you know, link all of these different, um, you know, flyers. You can, you can make a list of items, you can, you know, coupons, all that good stuff. So it's a really kind of almost a revolutionary app in a lot of ways. And so, you know, these were young, young, um, you know, just almost recent grads that came out of university that kind of built up this technology. And we were really able to help them, again, take advantage of kind of the R&D credits. I think it was it was kind of new to them. They didn't even realize, you know, that there's something like this was available. And they were doing some really innovative things with with technology, with, with um, you know, it's, it sounds simplistic in a way, but just to get like all these kind of manual flyers into a, into like a, into a digital form and then be able to do manipulation with the data. Like there was a lot of interesting things that they were doing. So they were, we were really um, happy to see them get, uh, get some funding. Um, they had some, they, and they, they had gotten funding for, for multiple years. They were actually recently acquired. Um, so they've done really well. It's like a great story from a, from a sort of Ontario, from a Canada white perspective. And, and I think, I think when we first talked to them, I think, you know, maybe they weren't even aware that this type of, um, you know, this type of funding was kind of available to them and it kept, for their runway and it, it helped them do more and more. So I think th that was one of many examples, I think, that, of a company that, uh, that's been able to benefit from government funding. So, no, no. I, I love that, that it, recent grads with this idea of moving everything more digital because that's where we are in this world. It's a more yeah. digital uh, space. So saving paper, making things easier. I can get it on my phone, know what I'm saving. You're doing uh, millennials a large favor. I have to thank for that. <laughs> Absolutely, and this is years ago, and and like you know, we've seen a lot more of that now. But back then, they were maybe one of the first to kind of do something like that. So. Got the they got the market share for sure, and now and they got the payoff with the acquisition. Yeah. Um, I, I I'm wondering if you had to give advice to someone looking to start their 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 own company. What piece of advice would you suggest that they have or a tip that you would have for them? Yeah, I mean, um, I, it's great. I, I'm, again, very fortunate to see a lot of great ideas come out of a, a lot of uh, very, very bright people. Like, and a lot of them being very young. So, you, you, you know, company, uh, folks that are coming out of like fourth year engineering products, uh, projects, I should say, that are that are turning those into companies. And that's something you may not have seen 10, 15 years ago. It's just that push for entrepreneurship. And so, yeah, for advice, I think, I, I think if you have something, you have a good idea, um, go for it. Like, I think there is support now, uh, where in the past that like, you may have, uh, you know, people may have bad ideas and they're like, you know, it's, I, I don't have the support. How do I get this off the ground? How, how, you know, is this something that's viable? I think that there is, there is a push for that now. Like, I think there is support in place for that now, both from, uh, when we talk about these accelerators, incubators, active about university programs, all these different funding sources. It's kind of more accepted, I would say. So I think, um, so the advice I would have is like, if, yeah, if you have something that you think is a really good idea, you're really trying a problem that you're really trying to solve, you know, go for it. Go for it. Entrepreneurship is a, is a very, um, you know, it's a very noble thing to do. And I think it, it kind of, it, it's kind of a, it's, we need that. We, it is the way I would put it. We need, we need, we need more, you know, we need, we need more, you know, young people with those bright ideas. And, and I think the other advice would just be, and I kind of touched on it earlier, but would be, you know, surround yourself with kind of a, a good support system. So some of these things are in place, but finding, you know, people who have done it before, mentors, other, you know, folks like us or other, you know, you know, other groups, other partners in the ecosystem that can help you. Uh, I think you want to kind of find those early because those will help you again, focus your kind of day-to-day -day on, on what you're good at and the solution, the problem you're trying to solve and kind of, you know, leaving some of those other things um, to, to, to experts and that, that, that can help you. So, that would be my kind of my advice for entrepreneurs and, and uh, something that I do, I too, uh, on a day-to-day. -day. 
Um, I, I normally ask a spark question. This is our, a random question. It's from the group from Seek Discomfort. I don't have my cards because I'm in the middle of a move. Uh, that's why I'm not in my normal studio. But I do remember one. Um, if you had one goal to achieve this year, yeah. what goal would you like to achieve? Huh, that's a great uh, that's a great question. You know, so there's um, you know, I, I would say that uh, you know, if if there's a, an opportunity um an opportunity to to help see a couple of our team members uh sort of uh sort of junior team members take the next step i think i'd love to see them and i think they're they're ready but i would love to see uh a couple of our you know helping coach and mentor some of our team just to to get to the next level you know i think in their career progression but just being able to work with them and and you know do that i think would be a real a real nice thing for me um i think you're i always say this kind of like you're you're only as strong as the kind of the people around you. And I feel like, you know, you have to help just as you were helped in your career, you have to help kind of the next set of people come up. And I think, I think that would be a great goal for me just to see that. Oh, I love that goal. Always giving back uh, something that I think is kind of really hardcore Canadian, always willing to help everybody else. Uh, we are coming to the end. I'm going to jump off the stage here. I want you to let my audience know where they can connect with you, where they can work with you if they, they need funding or they're just looking for some uh, a mentor in this space. So the floor, sir, is yours. Yeah, absolutely. No, thanks, Will. I think uh, the best, probably uh, easiest way from a, from a professional perspective is always LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. I think that would be kind of a, the best, um, guess, best way to get in touch with me. We do have our, our grand function. I've got a, a website as well where you can link to some of the uh, what I do and sort of what our practice does, uh, but I think those would probably be the best ways to to um, to, to interact. And obviously, email, uh, you know, email is kind of the uh, kind of the default uh, sort of for all communication. But I think you know between those three, um, uh, and I'm happy to share the happy to share those links as well with uh, with the audience. So thank you very much. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing uh, those secrets, letting us know that there are these uh, tax credits, these f grants for us here in Canada to take our business to the next level, especially when we're in the R&D and technology. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks, Phil. Thanks for, uh, for having me. It was great. To my audience, as you know, the show notes will have all the links to connect with Naeem. Uh, please do so. Um, I'll also have that link to the government uh, website that can show you all the grants and that as well so you can see what is available for you in the bigger picture. But as always, remember to invest in yourself. Hey, digital entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Now, if you're looking to take your podcast to the next level, like most of these entrepreneurs have taken their business to the next level to scale it, if you will, make sure you check out my brand new newsletter. Links are down below. It is called the Monetization Mogul Syndicate Newsletter, or it could be Phil Better Stories of Monetization Moguls or Making Moguls is what I do. So make sure you go ahead and check that out. But I want to thank you very much for listening. And as always, remember to invest.